Hi, and welcome to a bonus round of MIG-13, as today we have our very lovely Lewis, who's going to tell us a little bit more about himself and how we got to the place where he is right now. So say hello, Lewis. Hello. And that is lovely, sexy voice. Um, so why don't you just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about, about yourself, and then we'll get cracking on some lovely, lovely questions and games. Right, um, my name's Lewis. I'm one of the owners of Black Country Barbell. Um, we've been open about two and a half years now. Uh, I have never owned a gym before Black Country Barbell. I've never worked in a gym before Black Country Barbell. So um, everything kind of learned on the job. Learning as you go along. Diving in at the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Sink or swim. You'll work it out. Cool. Um, so what we're going to do for the first, just to get us a bit loosey-goosey, is um, you just play some quick fire rounds because it's worked really well with Tom. So. It's an either or. Uh, basically, I'm going to give you two choices. You've got to choose either or and be as fast as possible. Are you ready? I'll do my best. Being fast isn't my strong point, but I will do my best. <laughs> okay. So, press-ups or pull-ups? Press-ups. Squats or deadlifts? Squats. Cardio or weightlifting? Weightlifting. Rowing or bike? Neither. <laughs> uh, bike. <laughs> Track or trails? Track. Protein or carbs? Carbs. Smoothies or fresh juice? Fresh juice. Coffee or energy drinks? Oh. This is... Quick oh, fire. I don't know. Uh, coffee. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Going to the club or going to the pub? Pub. What's your favourite, cats or dogs? Dogs. Training with someone or training without someone? With somebody. Ribs or wings? Ooh. Well, I would have said ribs, but I'm not really eating much meat now. But, yeah. <laughs> well, this make, it makes the next question a bit redundant. Steak or sushi? Uh, I'll go for sushi because I am eating a little bit of fish more than, more than meat, definitely. Uh, fish, are, fish are weird and I don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> and then last question. Music or movies? Movies, 100%. So there's a little, little insight into Lewis there. Um, now, obviously, in, um, in your little introduction, you, you said you're one of the owners of Black Country Barbell. Uh, mm -hmm. What made you want to open not only a gym, but one of, the, uh, one of such high caliber? Oh, um, well, there's quite a few different factors that kind of all came together that, um, that made it happen, really. Probably one of the biggest things was ever since I've, I was probably maybe probably 15 or 16 watched a lot of YouTube and learned a lot about fitness and that's helped me a lot in my own kind of my own personal training um, and seeing seeing a lot of stuff that's going on there's a lot of YouTube channels over in America mainly which is what I followed and a lot of these what started off as quite small channels as they've grown built more of a following some of these places have opened up their gyms like personal gyms for them uh, such as like barbell brigade that was like a massive inspiration for me um and i was just seeing a lot of really cool independent places opening up and to be honest i was waiting for something to happen i was waiting for somebody to do it and it didn't seem well after years it never really happened uh, i was training out of like budget gyms because that's kind of all that's available in in my immediate area or was all available which was fine, you know, budget gyms are great. You get a decent amount for your money. 
but uh, it wasn't really fitting with my type of training. I did have a couple of issues in terms of like lack of equipment and just being excessively busy. And I eventually started training in uh, my garage when I moved into a house that had space to do that. And although the range of equipment was a lot smaller, I found that my training was the best it ever been because one, because of the training environment, it was my environment. I could, you know, kind of set things up as I wanted. There was no no distractions. And the, the simplicity of it kind of create, made you be a little bit more creative with your training. Yeah. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling. Like I never, I always wanted to, to open a gym from the, the moment of getting my own garage gym but I always thought it was going to be something I did when I was a lot older I expected to do it when I was like in my head in my like 40s or 50s um, when I had a lot more financial flexibility I thought that that was going to be something that I'd be able to do but yeah as, as kind of time went on I realized it was something that was a lot more feasible to do well yes yeah, sooner rather than later. So you've always had like the the ambition to be an owner of a business of some sort, but not necessarily a gym. Yeah, well, I've I've still got ideas for other businesses that I'd like to do. I really like having that level of control and that level of flexibility. I've always been I've always been quite creative in one shape or form. I like working with my hands and doing stuff and building stuff um, and drawing and stuff like that. And I think having a business it's no one really talks about it from this point of view but it's actually like a really good creative outlet you can you've got you can make something that's completely you know unique it plays out how you want to play you've got a lot of control over it and it's a big physical thing so yeah it's like it's nice to have that level of like ability to create something i guess um so yeah the the gym thing kind of just ended up encompassing two different passions the fact that i wanted to make a business and and create something unique and the fact that I love training and was looking for somewhere good to train myself. So you couldn't find an way you thought, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah, basically. There, there was a point where I was just like, I don't think anyone else is going to do this. Am I going to have to? And I was like, all right, then I'll give it a try. And I kind of started making inquiries, looking at pricing, looking at like, you know, what what other facilities are similar, what what we'd want to go for. And it was a, it was a really strange process. I can't tell you at the point it changed from me looking into it to actually doing it because it just kind of happened like it snowballed I suppose I was talking about it and then all of a sudden it was gonna happen (laughs) just like one day you're thinking about it and the next day you've got a unit and you've already you've already like looked into your loans and stuff yeah well it it definitely wasn't that smooth but it was there was there wasn't really a clear transition between the point where like yeah I'm actually gonna go ahead and do this I don't think I ever said it I think it just really (laughs) did just start happening it just was taken out of your hands and it just started opening up. Yeah, I guess at a certain point, um, I realised, well, I suppose I'm very, I'm quite persistent and quite stubborn. And I guess I'd invested enough time to like, be like right, I've got to follow through with this now. Yeah. You wanted something to show for the time that you've been putting in. Yeah, exactly. So as you said before, you've been, the other gym's been open for two and a about two and a half years now at this point? Yeah, coming up to two and a half years. Well, obviously, if you don't include us being closed down for the last two months. But <laughs> yeah, we would have been about two and a half years. Yeah. What would you wish that you'd known at the start that you know now? I wish I'd have known the importance of of processes and getting stuff written down, having, yeah, just order and processes to a lot of things for a long time. Because again, no, you know, I don't, I, I've never worked in a gym before. 
I started my PT qualification when I was a kid and I ended up leaving halfway through because it was shit. To be honest, it was really, it was just so poor. The level of like information that you were getting was really, really basic. And I only was doing the course, not for a career. I was doing it for, for the knowledge. And after about a year, half a year of being in there, I still don't think, other than the anatomy and physiology side of things, I don't really think I picked anything up, up in terms of the practical application to training. So, yeah, I ended up knocking that on the head. And, yeah, I forgot what the initial question was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what piece of information do you wish you know, you'd known when you started out? Yeah, okay. So, basically, from that, I mean, like, I, we started from scratch. We had no, no idea about how anything was working. So for a very long time, everything that we did was very reactive. We'd wait for a problem and then we'd solve it, wait for a problem and we'd solve it, which meant that there was a lot more work involved. It was much more labor intensive. And my time was taken up with a lot of things that, well, they shouldn't have been problems in the first place. So if we'd have started getting processes and procedures in place from day one, Mm -hmm. I think I'd have had more free time to focus my energy on the more fun and creative sides of the business, um, stuff that we're kind of working on a lot more now we could have got into early days and also talking to, you know, a lot of other gym owners, you know, that it's stuff that they do as standard, but obviously it didn't come naturally to me. <laughs> just wanted to get in there, start training and show it off kind of thing. Yeah. Literally we were just like, right, I'm just going to make a really cool gym and then just see what happens. I had no idea about running it or anything like that. And we, we literally just made it up as we went along, learnt from, you know, everyone else's experience as well as our own. Well, I must say that obviously it's become very successful and obviously you've won a number of awards, including third best gym in the world by Gymshark. You've also won National Fitness Awards Newcomer of the Year. You've also been featured in Men's Health and got like a double page spread in that as well. And you even got your lovely face in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. When I was a kid, you know, and I was like, when I first started out with training and I uh, was more focused on looking a certain way opposed to like performance kind of goals yeah um i always said that I, i'd like to get in like to get into men's health magazine because at that point i was buying it every month so like i kind of i achieved that goal in inadvertently it wasn't it wasn't me but i was there i was in the picture in my gym yeah um and yeah all those those awards and stuff they're, they're really nice it's nice to have that little bit of recognition it's not at all what it was done for and you know i i, I think there's plenty of places that are really good and i think the thing that got us that acclaim is obviously how just how cool we look to put it completely simply we're very very visually different so it makes us stand out from the crowd um mm -hmm. and i think especially at the time of opening we were very unique there definitely wasn't anything like us at the time yeah just giving that bit of a unique edge over the competition yeah definitely now obviously you love your gym and you love everything about it but what is your favourite thing about BCB? Um, my favourite thing about BCB is going to be the the community. Being completely honest, I think that's something that's way more valuable and like way more fun and just important than any piece of equipment or looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm a complete gym equipment geek. You know, I could spend ages talking about different barbells. But the community is probably the thing that we, we didn't really have any control over. Do you know what I mean? It was we, we made it and then we're friendly and inviting and do our best to like to get people relaxed and comfortable. It, but it grew organically. It wasn't something yeah, like and, and procedure. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. The, 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 the members reciprocated how we acted towards them. 
So, you know, again, they were welcoming and friendly to new people. And now we've got like such a good group of members and like, it's so easy. Everyone goes in and everyone's comfortable to talk to each other. It's just such a really good environment. I think that's by far the most important thing. And like more than, like I said, more than any piece of equipment or any, you know, looking a certain way or any kind of award, definitely the, the, the members and the community that we've managed to, to build is the, my favorite thing. I mean, it really shows through, especially on like if you look up through uh, the Black Country Barbell social media, obviously you get a lot of tags and posts and things like that, especially at the minute, because obviously you lent out a lot of equipment to the members to use over yep. lockdown. And you can see it really shines through that they're really appreciative of everything you're doing. So it might not be a case, yeah, we can't open the gym for you, but you can take the gym home with you and obviously continue that training because we know how important it is to a lot of people, not just to go to the gym, but to obviously work out for physical and mental reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, it was a no-brainer for us at the time. Um, you know, we had a few, quite a few people questioning why we were doing it because, you know, it's in theory, it's a, it's a risky thing to do. We're giving out tens of thousands of pounds worth of equipment, just lending them out to, to members and hoping that, that everything gets returned and everyone looks after everything. Um, but again, the community is that good. I'm very confident in everyone bringing everything back in, you know, put in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's so respectful of the, the equipment when they're in the facility. So I can't see any reason why they wouldn't be when they're taking it home. Yeah. Um, and again, like I'd rather, I'd rather the equipment be, being used you know get some use other than sit gathering dust in a you know in the in the gym while we're closed down and again there's obviously as soon as this came about we knew that home training was kind of going to be essential for everyone which meant that there was going to be a real scarcity of equipment from from suppliers so if we can help our members save some money and not have to go out and buy you know a new a new load of equipment for home yeah just just for potentially what could have been a couple of months. It, it was, yeah, like I said, it was a no-brainer. It makes sense. Um, and, yeah, I think whatever we can do to help them, and when, when we're back, hopefully the fact that they've had something might not be ideal, might not be perfect, but they've had something, um, will just kind of really speed that process up of getting back into normality when the gym doors do open up again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if anyone was to actually come see you in, in the gym, stuff like that, they get a very good representation of what you're all about with the gym and things like that. One of the things that stands out from yourself is your tattoos. So you've got some really cool uh, tattoos on your right arm, but you've also got some, a few others. What's your favorite tattoo that you've got? Um, oh, that's a good one. Um, to be honest, it's actually one that's hidden amongst my Polynesian style tattoo on my on my arm it's my the first tattoo i got and it's my name in arabic and it's actually blended into the polynesian tattoo so most people won't even be able to identify it which is kind of i think why i like it because in my in my main tattoo there's lots of i've got lots of little things hidden in there and i, I haven't really told anyone about any of it so which is kind of cool i like the fact that it, everyone can see it but no one understands it <laughs> yeah secret meanings yeah exactly Okay, so um, going through like your social media and stuff like that, you do like a lot of posts in terms of you're always looking smart. Like you've always got the, the freshies of fades. You've always got like re- nice trainers and things like that. Um, and you also like to go out for a really good drink. So when you go out, Lewis, what's your go-to drink? And also what's the drink that you go for when you want to treat yourself? Oh, well, um, to be honest, so I, I, 
it, it does vary depending on where I'm going, whether I'm out for solely for drinks or if I'm having a meal as well. And I am going to, I, I'll pretty much drink anything. <laughs> I'm not, I, know that, I like to try new things um, and that goes for food, that goes for drink. I like to experience different things. So like, although I do still have my favourites, if I spot something new um, or unique to a specific place, I will be very tempted to go for that just um, on the off chance that it is good. Although I do have allergies to a lot of things, so it also does pose a lot of risk. So I, I may have uh, given myself many allergic reactions <laughs> by not being too careful and trying new things. But as for favourites, so I'd say as a go-to, I love a gin and tonic. And there's loads of different gins. And again, going to different places means I can try different things. And they also have different combinations in terms of like different fruits and whatever else that they may mix in there. Yeah. So like a gin and tonic is a good standard, um, good standard drink. And it's it's hard to get that wrong as well. There's definitely better and worse ones, but even a bad gin and tonic is still a good drink, I think. Yeah. Um, and probably something that I sort of treat myself with. I do love an espresso martini, but that is much harder to get right. It depends on where I'm going, because again, an espresso martini can be absolutely terrible if it's not done well. Yeah, if you get one of those proper bitter ones, it tasted disgusting, or if they, they burn the coffee as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've I've had like I've had too many bad espresso martinis, so now I am very careful about where I order it from. I need to like basically I will only be getting that if I know that that place is very well known for its cocktails. <laughs> so you've told us about uh, your favorite drink um, when you go to drinks. If you could go to one restaurant, one restaurant only for the rest of your life, where would it be? Oh, um, that is a really tough. That's a really tough question. Um, It's going to be really basic, um, and I'm just going to have to say Chiquitos because I love Mexican food. That's probably my favourite um, if I was to choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I like to try loads of different things, so I, I I always try and take an opportunity to try somewhere new. But if I did have to stick to one, I would say Chiquitos because I could eat Mexican food every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> now, one of the things that many people won't, uh, might not know about you is um... – you're an avid gamer when you've got the time. Yes. So you do like to play games, but obviously you just, sometimes you just don't have the time to do it, as many adults do find these days, unless you're staying <laughs> yeah. up to stupid o'clock in the morning and getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning again. Yeah. What, what games are you playing at the minute, and what would you say your all-time favourite game would have been? Oh, it is. Um, right, okay. So at the moment, I am playing Borderlands 3. I've always been a big fan of the Borderlands games, um, but it's probably been like maybe six years since I've really done any any gaming bar the odd thing just purely from a time basis I just can't commit to the the, the time of doing it um, and also I, I've always got stuff to be done so I kind of feel I've always got this little niggle in the back of my head when I'm being, when I'm playing like you should be doing something a responsible adult should be doing right now <laughs> um so like I've always got that in the back of my head, but since lockdown, I have uh, I've cracked out the Xbox again, and uh, I've been playing a lot more. As for my all-time favourite, that's kind of a tough question. Oh, all-time favourite. So I th- to be honest, so I'm gonna literally throw it all the way back to Nintendo 64 for my all-time favourite. For you so, kids that are too young for that, that, that's a real old console. Yep. So. 
Nintendo 64. I had a Pikachu Nintendo 64, by the way, if you were wondering. Um, you and still have it? it? I still do have it, yeah, I've got it. Thing is, up in my lock. So, yeah, it's Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. So there's some, like, old classic platformer games. Yeah, absolutely love them. I can get them on backwards compatibility for the, the Xbox, and I, I've got them saved on there now, and I still occasionally do play them, even though they're like really dated. But it's a proper like nostalgia game, and I think for the time it was just amazing. Like It was a relatively open world. The gameplay was smooth, and it was like, yeah, it covered a lot of different bases. Just a real good all-round game. And I think it was just massively underrated as well. It didn't get anywhere near the uh, attention it should have. Fair enough. I'm glad you uh, love the classics and not uh, going, oh, I love the Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of yeah, Duty. I don't know. Call of Duty is okay, I suppose. Um, not really played much of any of the new ones. I think the last one that I really enjoyed was like probably Modern Warfare 2. I, I don't know. Just not not got into them as much since then. They're just very much of the same, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and I do, I don't know, like a little bit more variety. And also, I like to not get beaten by 10-year-olds. That's always preferable too. <laughs> That's kind of frustrating. And then you go to the gym and just lift up two kilograms and go, yeah, you can't do that, can you? Yeah, like, do you know who I am? I could physically tear you apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of frustrating getting beaten up by, by kids on, on Call of Duty, so I try and avoid that if I can. Now, our final question is the question that I've ended the last two podcasts on, um, which I like the, the general vibe of. What is your secret to happiness? What makes you happy, Lewis? Um... What makes me happy? Uh, that's a tough one. I'm still trying to figure that one out, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I know that there's several things that um, help make me happy, but I don't know whether we, I could say that any of them is necessarily the secret. Um, I, For me, I like routine. So being able to have structure to my day and be able to follow that structure and feel like I'm achieving things throughout the day as well. I'm not, I don't like, I don't like the feeling of a lazy day that much. I like to know that I've done stuff. Um, I like to know that stuff's been ticked off the list. Doesn't, you know, and I'm not the most productive person in the world by a long shot, but I know that I feel so much happier if that has happened. So yeah, I would say like structure and productivity is really important for me. I find that I get I feel happier and more energised from that than I do um, relaxing and slobbing around. Now, if someone wants to get in contact with you, where's the best place to give you a DM or whatever? So, um, basically, so I'm mainly on the Black Country Barbell Instagram page and Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have my own personal social media, which I don't use at all really i uh, like bar occasionally uploading stuff i don't check it anywhere near as frequently as the bcb stuff so yeah black country barbell instagram and black country barbell facebook is the, the best place to get old man so if you want to come down to black country barbell when we reopen from the lockdown don't hesitate to pop over to the black country barbell instagram page facebook page now youtube page oh yeah, as well. yeah we're on we're on youtube now finally we're on, we're on the old youtubes yeah, have a look at what we're all about. Give us a text and pop down, see us, and have a good training day. So that's all from us today. Thank you very much, Lewis, for joining us. No, no worries. I hope uh, hope somebody found some entertainment from this and maybe even somebody made it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bonus. It's always a bonus. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Bye.